So we recorded this week's episode before the big USA uh, Trinidad Tobago match, and obviously what happened with that? By the way, I haven't watched it yet on DVR. A lot happened in that match. A lot happened. Shit, really? Yeah. So we felt like we had to do a little uh, pre-show to get into this, and uh, so it's me and Theo here. Me and Theo Messi, and Theo America only. What do you make of this? What are your What are your thoughts here? Oh, it's really hard to. To think thoughts, I'm just so sad. I've got like a an overwhelming sense of despair uh, relating <laughs> to the state of soccer in America, just as as a whole. This encapsulates all tiers. This is MLS, NASL, USL, USL two, the national team. I guess the women's national team is great. We should we should take this time. Yeah, to leave them out of right? this. They're they're winners. They're they're great. They're the best, and they got their best players getting kicked out of Epcot for going on drunk rants. So they're really the best. They just gotta get paid. They gotta get paid more than the U- the men's team. That's well, for now sure. they should definitely come on. Yeah, what are what are your thoughts? I've seen you uh, tweeting some spice out, trying to get some some shake up in the leadership tree at the USSF. Yeah, I was tweeting some spice. I was writing some stuff on uh, whatahower.com. I have a whole uh, post there if you want to see my thoughts in full. But it's time to clear house. Everyone's got to go. Absolutely, and this I knew this before, as did you, as yeah. did most people. Yeah, I think and for those on, of you that are just realizing now, welcome to the party. On an extra time, I think a few weeks ago, we were saying if somehow the U.S. did miss out on the World Cup, it could be an opportunity to clear house, and now it's happened. For sure, and this is why I'm so sad, though, is because if you look at some of the comments made by the leadership in the aftermath of this, uh, I'll give you the triumvirate of arena. Bradley and Galati, they've each said their own version of the dumbest thing ever following this match. And I have no There's nothing confidence wrong. that... Nothing to see here. Yeah. So so Arena said, uh, you know, we shouldn't change anything. U.S. soccer is great. Um, move it along. You know, obviously that's wrong. Uh, Bradley said, you, you can't pin it on one result, I think was the headline. And I was going to say, uh, yeah, you can. It's the one where you lost to Trinidad and Tobago. They had their least amount um, of points ever in the Hex. Ever. Since yeah, the Hex began in 98, they have never had fewer points than this this campaign. Sure. I mean, it was a lot of poor performances, but it, I mean, if you want to boil it down to one, you can, and it was the one from the other night, because if they won, yeah. they would be fine. And then Galati, what did he say? He was like, oh, to uh, to completely change things after, you know, a ball is an inch or two off the post or not on the line, you know, would be stupid. So I, I, these comments do nothing to make me feel better as a supporter of U.S. soccer. And I'm only asking, you know, who can fire the president? You know, who's above him? Who makes that change? He's got to either resign or be voted out. Eric Winalda in the next election, he's running. So <laughs> maybe he's your next president. He can't well, be worse than Gulati. Of anything. So, I mean, we, we get to our Dirty Tackles of the Week in the main episode. And, again, that was all recorded before this happened. But if you were doing it now, who would be your Dirty Tackle of the Week, Theo? <laughs> There's so <laughs> many. Everyone like at the, U.S. Soccer, the house? entire federation, yeah, the entire the, the board house. of directors. Bruce I would Arena, take the house the players. Down. Yep. Uh, Everyone. Okay, I'll go a little more pointed since they've been getting their asses handed to them all day. I presume, and hopefully, they're now that they're back on American soil and sometimes past. Maybe they are starting to see the fault in uh, both their comments and their ways. But I'm going to go after 
the American soccer media, which doesn't count us because we're not real media. We're just <laughs> a bunch of idiots on a podcast. Well, you're not um, a real person, and uh, I guess I kind of True, count, so that... <laughs> yeah, but like you're good, so you can't be. In the media. Um, That's debatable. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take down the American soccer media because I feel like, as much as you can point the finger, there is a pervading uh, U.S. soccer MLS old boys club in both the administrative ranks, the coaching ranks, and the media. And I feel like these uh, old timey thoughts that they have and, and these thoughts that they're perpetuating of. Uh, it's almost like a secular nature. It's like keeping things as American as possible. People that have been in the Federation for years. Can't criticize too much. Got to protect American soccer. Yeah. It's very it's delicate. All a bit, protect it's all it. a bit too defensive. Can't hear for any criticism. A, for what's essentially the biggest nation in the world. Like, how are we not making the World Cup? And I think a lot of it has to fall on the media and those in power for uh, holding on to the power and not spreading it, uh, getting new ideas involved. And overall, just just wanting to maintain the status quo. Status quo is not good enough, and nor is what just fell well short of the status quo the other night. I mean, obviously the leadership has a lot to do with it, but the players do too. I mean, I feel like a lot of guys went back to MLS this last cycle to get their paydays and live comfortably Mm -hmm. at home. But why are they doing that? The payday, for sure. Right. But it's like when you have your league – clamoring to keep the best players here at all costs and derailing against a former manager that, you know, probably correctly thinks it's better for players to go elsewhere to develop if they're of a certain level. When you are casting these ideas as blasphemy and, and throwing these people aside, what is there to do? You know, like, like, like what can you do? The system is winning and they seem to think that it's fine as it is. I mean, they were just sleepwalking through that last match with World Cup qualification on the line. They did not Soft. seem to care, and you got to question the level of competition in their in their day to day club career. If, if that's the case, they're, they For just sure. don't seem like they're at their peak level. For sure, and while I won't say MLS is the downfall of the men's national team, no, uh, I don't think some of the decisions taken by MLS and and some of the ways they've been operating as of late, uh, and especially during this now failed cycle. Uh, I don't think they're helping the national team. That's for sure. American soccer is a business, and it's not uh, a sporting uh, federation at all. It's it's a business first, and everything else second. Completely, completely. And this and this is what it, happens with that mindset. And it's good to see uh, some people speaking up. I mean, you've seen hotter takes from your, you know, your Taylor Twelmans, obviously on Sports Center, and your Grant Wall. He's now called for Galati's head, um, like so many others. And and it's good to see some of this this club step up now, but you know you shudder to think what what the case would have been if we did score a last minute goal. We go to the World Cup, exactly. You know, yeah, we, we, main, we maintain this status quo because clearly something needs to change. And right. if this is what it takes for something to change, then I guess that's the silver lining. Very true. Yeah, I mean, in a way, these these last few qualifications might have been papering over a lot of cracks. Yeah, and and if you dig deeper, I mean, I saw I saw a stat where we've missed a U seventeen, a U twenty. Two Olympics and now a men's World Cup in the last ten years. That's terrible. Yeah, for a country this big, with you know this emphasis on soccer, which if you boil it down to hard numbers is bigger than most countries. You know, even just the soccer part of the country, right. it's ridiculous. Who are you dirty tackling? Uh, players, e- e- everyone. Yeah, the, the players. I mean, the players for sure. The players deserve I, I, theirs. That was just a pitiful performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a game played on the field. The players deserve it. The coaches deserve it. But there's some bigger problems. Yeah. Bruce Arena had a lot of hubris this entire 
his entire second stint as a manager, he he thought he just he really did cakewalk to qualification, and he thought it was all on on Klinsman and his failings. But you know, I bet one of these hot shot European sides would have beaten the <laughs> piss out of Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, like Iceland, <laughs> like like twelve nothing. Right, that's what I yeah. think would have happened. So I mean, we could talk about this all day, but. We do have to get back to the, the main episode. Again, this was recorded before the U.S. match. So back in a simpler time. Yeah, just know that word f- sad. The, the podcast might not continue. It's all <laughs> no, soccer's it, Soccer's dead in America. It, it'll, it'll continue. But uh, So if you're a fan of the U.S. or the Netherlands or Ghana or Chile, any team that didn't We've got a lot of company. A lot of company. We do have summer. a lot of company. So just listen to this episode and think back when it was a simpler, simpler time when everything was lovely and... No one's worried about not qualifying for the World Cup. And uh, just enjoy yeah. yourselves. Hit up, uh, up Ancestry.com maybe. See who you're rooting for <laughs> next next summer. Maybe uh, get really into your local club team. Yeah. Uh, if you're not already. So here's the episode. Enjoy. And we'll, we'll talk more about this next week. Get a new hobby. <laughs> Pour all your money into uh, supporting an independent soccer podcast that can revitalize U.S. soccer. Yeah. Don't support U.S. Soccer Federation. Support us instead. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. It's so hard to say goodbye to Bruce Arena, the Tropicana pit boss, he had his black t-shirt with his black suit. He looked like a third-rate magician slash pit boss. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had his uh, his droid on one of those massive waist belt clips as well. <laughs> it's time for the podcast. It's time for the podcast. It's time for the podcast. The Dirty Tackle Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. Woo! I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com, and I am here with my two co-hosts. Yes, both of them All are here. Of them. Oh, Finally, we're a whole, a whole unit back again. In the, back in the building. So, Theo, since you've returned from your international duty, let's start with you. How are you, and what are you wearing? Duty. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic, Brooks. Thanks for asking. I'm, uh, I'm a bit knackered, as Ryan's uh, people say. From cream cracker, inter- mate. Cream cracker. Yeah, sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> from the international break, you know, it was a lot of hard training sessions. Uh, yeah, with so- the national team of podcasting, but um, I'm, I'm happy to be back, and I thank you guys for for releasing me for the for the window. You're welcome. Yeah. So, uh, who else is on that team? I'm kind of disappointed uh, that you were the only one called it's up. It's me. For. No, no, no. There were I'm sh- guys. I'm sure you noticed all your favorite uh, soccer podcasts were, were down a man last week. It was uh, me, the guy that sits on the left in the Men in Blazers, and uh, Grant Wall. He went off audio last week. Only wow. Hard. Oh man. Jeez. So were you the only one with hair out of that little? Uh, yeah, it was. It was weird. <laughs> it, like it should have been a bald thing, I think. But I like the <laughs> mail got good. mixed up. You know. <laughs> So did you guys qualify for the uh, podcasting World Cup or no? Yeah, yeah. Well, we need a result in our next uh, recording sesh. Um, but, wow, uh, we, coming down to the wire. We should stand and get it. Yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll get it. Well, good luck with that. Thanks, Ryan, guys. you are not in the podcasting World Cup, but with that heartbreak aside, how are you? What are you wearing? 
What's going on? Oh, Brooks. I am terribly well. Thank you for asking. I'm not wearing my back brace because I'm cured. I have perfect posture. Wow. I noticed. I don't need it ever again. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, congrats. <laughs> um, Did it just I'm break or something? Nice... Did it break under the pressure? <laughs> yeah, I'm so bent over that it, it just couldn't <laughs> handle it anymore. It snapped. I'm actually wearing, as you see, a lovely uh, button-down dress shirt because I've been shooting video for a sports internet site, one that might have possibly leaked your password Uh-oh. in the past. Ah, so, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> or one yeah. that nice I shirt. might have been employed by in the past. <laughs> possibly, possibly, possibly. It's like the LaCroix of button-downs. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, is that from this, the Pep Guardiola collection? Yeah, so I've got uh, I've got this on, and I've got some like khaki trousers on. And I've got them rolled up to the ankle, and some like white yeah. plimsolls on. I'm very pep today. Very All very tight. Today. Yeah, mm. nice. Keeping it tight. Keeping it tight for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I guess. That's weird. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I am wearing uh, an old USA shirt in honor of the four nil win over Panama that just about got Panama. them in the World Cup. Best has result a, in US history. Has a number ten on it. In honor of the greatest number 10 ever, even though it has the old number 10's name on the back, but I just crossed that out and wrote Who's it. that? Pulisic it doesn't matter because it's not Pulisic. Fair. But now I put a piece of tape over it, wrote in Pulisic, and I can feel the, the power now. I feel invigorated with Pulisic magic. I feel like the Federation's got to retire the number 10. Nobody else should ever wear it. Like right now, even though. Yeah, well, not including you. Like fans can wear it. But, oh well, uh, thank you. Podcasters could wear it, but no other players in the U.S. shirt should should ever be. Able but to you, wear it. you're saying they should retire it now, like not even wait till he's done his career, Pulisic. Well, Just I think I now. mean, yeah, I think he's done enough. Yeah, four zero against Panama. You said I right? agree. Yeah, he scored the first goal in eight minutes. Instead of a number, couldn't Pulisic just have, like, the eagle tattoo yes. on his sleeve? And that's now how you talking. identify him instead of an actual number? Yeah, we need to get into that later. But that eagle tattoo that Pulisic unveiled, that's that a was fire tat. amazing. Wow. Mm. Beautiful. You didn't ask, Brooks, but I'm wearing the uh, the hottest t-shirt on the block, the new Dirty Tackle t-shirt, $10, patreon.com slash Dirty Tackle. I'm out here banging on my chest, kissing the red card every day. Get yours. <laughs> Good plug, but nobody asked you. Yeah, no one asked. Go- no, I prefaced with that. I said nobody asked. Yeah. <laughs> Go back on your uh, podcasting World Cup tour. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you'll need it elsewhere. Anyway, dirty tackles of the week, Ryan. Club please. over country, dirty tackle over national team all day. Great, Ryan. Please enlighten us with your <laughs> dirty tackle of the week. All right. Well, last week on uh, the ET gang, will have heard Brooks and I having a, a very detailed discussion about FIFA eighteen. <laughs> very detailed, perhaps too detailed. Very FIFA detailed. eighteen. That's F I F E R eighteen. Yeah. FIFA 18 for dummies it was. Me being the dummy, having no clue what this game is about whatsoever. It's got a section on it called The Journey, which is uh, named after the band, of course. I think it, <laughs> does, Don't Stop Believing play all the way through. When it does, the it. entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's a little Guitar also. Hero uh, minigame. <laughs> you have this character in it called Alex Hunter, who's an English player who gets transferred to LA Galaxy. I mean, it, I think it's dumb, but I can I can suspend disbelief. And I'll, 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 fine, that's that's fine. I'm that's amazed you retained this much information, right? He's a biter. I know it's amazing. I, this is I, I, I had to forget so much stuff to remember this. By the way. <laughs> I, I think I forgot how to drive. But um, <laughs> this was all fine until uh, Sean Spencer on Twitter, who's a Patreon. Hello, Sean. How are you doing? Thank you for getting in touch. He let it be known to me that the LA Galaxy in their store sell an Alex Hunter jersey. 
They have people going to their store whose favourite player is digital. He doesn't bloody exist. <laughs> Yet people are putting them on the back of their LA Galaxy shirts. Not only that, guys, they're paying $180 for the privilege. Yep. What what kind of world are we living in where a shirt costs $180 for a start? This is the long sleeve authentic jersey. It's called authentic because, of course, it's worn by someone who doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> and you can get a cheaper one for $95, I think. But $95 still outrageous. I'm dirty tackling the LA Galaxy for letting this be a thing. I am gobsmacked. I don't know what to but say. But now, Ryan, let me just stop you there because we don't have proof that anyone has actually bought this yet. We know it's for sale. We know it's on offer. It's just an option. You could. But we don't know if someone has actually purchased it and worn it. So if you have any proof of that. It's mere existence is enough to offend me enough to get dirty. If anyone has any proof of someone wearing an Alex Hunter shirt in the wild, please let us know because I want to see this. Yeah, I need visual evidence. I want to make it my phone background. Ryan, uh, it seems like you're just dirty tackling the price of football shirts, though, which, <laughs> yeah, which right. I respect. Which I respect. Yeah. No, that, that makes total sense. That's and I know also it's, a shocker. Have you ever I know. seen any other club in the world selling a shirt for $180? Yes. Not even yes. like yeah. every, yeah. every, every team's yeah. shirts <laughs> cost the same because it's, it's MLS and that's how yeah. it works. Um, but, <laughs> is it Real Madrid shirt that much? It, is it Real Madrid shirt? $180 yeah. over here. So in Europe, if you want an authentic long so sleeve one, sure. In America, what we sell Authentics because the other sports sell them. It's a long story. It's boring. Is no it authentic? If you get the um, authentic Barcelona shirt, can you rip it in two with ease like Luis Suarez did in <laughs> yeah. that game recently? Is that what makes it authentic? <laughs> That's the, like the tearaway. Yeah. 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 If you go to the club shop now, you can even buy just one half of it for $100 and just wear that if you want. <laughs> but, um, well, yeah, I am dirty tackling the price, but also, as I say, the concept of a, a shirt of a fictional character. What What's going to happen next? Are we going to get Santiago Munez Newcastle shirts out there? Are we going to get, you know, the little cape that Soccer Dog wears in Soccer Dog <laughs> colon European pup? Are we going to see fans <laughs> of Soccer Dog wearing that on the streets now? That's what I want to yeah. know. Please, I would definitely wear both of those. So I hope they start selling those soon. Please, yeah. I want the Brooks, I want the Brooks colon game-worn Landon Donovan, <laughs> a.k.a. Christian Pulisic. <laughs> ESPN FC article writing shirt. <laughs> but Ryan, here's the thing. What, what might offend you to no limit, like most things in modern football do, <laughs> yeah. uh, it might be somebody else's treasure. You want to tell us what uh, Alex Hunter's fake real teammate, Jossie Zardis, has to say about the matter? Oh, God. Okay, so Jossie Zardis on the uh, LA Galaxy website, there's a little quote from him here. He says, it's a huge honor to be involved in FIFA. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. Most players are involved in it. <laughs> yeah, think it's anything there's special. thousands of uh, players in the game. <laughs> he goes on to say, "It's it, it, I grew up playing FIFA, and to be part of the journey mode with Alex Hunter is mind-blowing. It's a huge blessing and a huge honor. No, Jesse, I wouldn't agree with you. I think it's a huge <laughs> blessing in order to maybe play for a team actually kicking a ball and getting people to cheer for you occasionally when you're good, but you're not your shit. But, you know, it's not really it's not really a huge blessing to be a digital character in a game. I don't buy this. It makes me annoyed. Uh, bless up. I, f- I feel like Giassi just thought he had a new teammate coming in. He was confused. He needed uh, yeah. some help at Galaxy this year. because He needs a lot of help. Maybe there. he says... I think he says it's mind-blowing because he just saw the price of the shirt. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's mind-blowing that they try to sign a digital player to help me win games. Get me out of here. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, as, as Theo alluded, it's, it's been a bad season for the Galaxy. So Alex Hunter is pretty much their best player at this point. So it kind of makes sense that they'd sell his jersey. Ballon d'Or nominee. Yeah, I, I think he could be, yeah. Ballon d'Or. All right, Theo, <laughs> what's, what's your dirty tackle? And is this a real person that you're dirty tackling? Yeah, we're coming for flesh and blood today, boys. Wow. Not, uh Pixelations of Alex Hunter. Um, I'm going to dirty tackle the cameraman 
that you've seen in a popular social media football video this week. Uh, if you go on any of the funny accounts on Instagram, like 433, you'll see this adorable little girl in a Manchester United t-shirt uh, being led through all the, the songs on the terraces and her favorite players. Please don't dirty tackle a toddler, Theo. We don't no, need that. No, 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 we no, We really no. don't need that on the show. The little girl's amazing. Um, all right. She's cute as a button. She's smart. Should we go to the United Supplies? Trainer. Yeah. One matter. Yeah. David. Then there's Luke. Luke Shaw. Phil. Phil Jones. Chris. Chris Smalling. Michael. Michael Carrick. Marcus. Marcus Rashford. Jesse. Jesse Lingard. But I'm going to dirty tackle the cameraman who's, who's <laughs> puppeteering her and using her for his own social media gains on the Instagram. <laughs> I think... That this might not even be her dad. This might just be like her weird uncle or something. And I think it's not fair to the little girl that Uncle Steve is is treating her like a like a circus animal. You know, she might be a Man U fan, and that's fine. But I, I feel like she's smart enough to bring people together uh, to to break down these walls of footballing rivalries. To not say that Man City should be up a bum. I don't think it's right. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that See, weird Pete- uncle mike why have we made this video 44 times shut up you said mkhitaryan wrong 43 times we're doing exactly. it again exactly i don't i don't want to see the dirty underbelly of this theo's impression I'm of it sounded more like camera, pete oriello than a mancunian child oh it's my neighbor pete yeah there were what, some what, shades what of pete that? in there <laughs> in dublin theo i, I kind of get this although you have called me, or I have been called on this podcast, Stiffly Stifferson, many times. <laughs> I'll never call you. I'll never call you one-to-one, only in a four-way scope. And you are trying to dirty tackle what is a very fun and mirthful video. And I don't see the sort of nefarious means behind this. I think, you know, I've got kids. I might take them doing dumb stuff occasionally. Um, I'm sure, I haven't exploited it for a social media game. Yeah, yet, Ryan, but, you have know. you ever filmed your children singing uh, Wimbledon songs? For no, social media. You're a good dad, potentially the dad not of the yet. year. Unlike not Uncle yet. Steve, who's not even a dad; he's just a weird, smelly uncle. <laughs> Is that Uncle Steve? You said. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Steve. <laughs> okay, Brooks, what's your dirty tackle? All right, my dirty tackle is for a a grown man, but who who has the mind of a child. Um. So, is it Theo? It is not. The, it's a different grown man with the mind of a child. It's okay. uh, Scotland manager Gordon Strachan. He uh, unfortunately could not lead his country to the World Cup. Uh, 2-2 draw with Slovenia helped them fall short of World Cup qualification. Short being the operative word. Short being, yeah, very operative word. Because he had some excuses for why they didn't qualify. And uh, so this is a real quote. This is from The Telegraph. This is 100% real from Gordon Strachan. He says, Genetically, we are behind. In the last campaign, we were the second smallest apart from Spain. You know, awful, awful Spain, who just cannot catch a break in world football the last yeah. decade or I so. I see the pattern here. I see the pattern. Exactly, yeah. He continues, We had to pick a team to combat the height and strength that set plays. Genetically, we have to work at things. Maybe we get big women and men together and see what they can do. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a problem for us because we have to fight harder for every ball and jump higher than anyone else. Nobody can tell me their technique, apart from one player, is better than any of ours. But physically, we have a problem. We seem to be able to battle it and get through just with sheer determination and skill and work rate. And that takes a lot out of you. So according to Strachan, their skill and work rate and determination, that's not in question here. That's all top-notch, five stars. 
It's just their genetics. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the only thing that's uh, keeping Scotland from qualifying the World Cup. If all other teams were two inches shorter, Scotland would be like World Cup champions. Is yeah. basically what he's saying. If right? only everyone was as, as tall as Spain, Scotland would yeah. dominate. <laughs> yeah, why did he play himself like that? Why did he have to bring up Spain, arguably the best football nation of the last 10 years? Exactly. He torpedoes his super dumb argument right in the middle of it, and he gets a dirty tackle for being a complete I and think- utter idiot. I'm no psychologist, but I have looked into this. Gordon Strachan is five foot six. I think this is classic small man syndrome. He's just yeah. angry at his own height. And he's taken <laughs> it out on the rest of the world, basically. But I, I love how he wants to get into like some eugenics of breeding <laughs> giant men and women to create some like <laughs> island of Doctor Moreau, half man, half like giraffe people that can lead Scotland to uh, to World Cup success. Yeah. It's very strange. And you got to do what you got to do. Iceland, the smallest country ever to qualify for a World Cup, they uh, they changed their training methods. That seemed to work. Um, Scotland, if you want to start sticking needles and giant gorillas and then putting them in your neck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Iceland with their Viking blood, they're in the World Cup for the first time ever now. They just qualified. Wow. And uh, Scotland with their tiny, almost as small as Spanish people. But just uh, as just skillful as Spanish it. people, but for some reason... Spain is good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Spain is smaller, but uh, they're somehow qualifying. Well, Iceland, Icelandic people are quite big, so what happens when they play Spain? I assume it's just be ten nil to Iceland, right? Yeah, Iceland's going to dominate Spain yeah. without question. <laughs> and Gordon's track, and meanwhile, will be breeding his uh, giant ogre people. So I can kind of buy Strachan's argument that technically they're fine. I can almost, almost get behind the genetic thing, but they're missing out <laughs> the main factor of Scotland's lack of success here, and that is that Gordon Strachan is shit. <laughs> I want to see Gordon Strachan manage Spain and then see what happens. Exactly. Be able to get a, <laughs> oh, he'd, a full read on the situation. He'd tear his hair out. He's re- he'd resign day one. They're too tiny. They're yeah. too small. <laughs> he'd do a day do of Spanish lessons with David Moyes and then he'd quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. just like coaching Scotland, but with... Blue, red shirt. <laughs> oh, so Gordon's tracking. You're an idiot, and uh, you get a dirty tackle. Shazam! Well deserved. All right, so those are our dirty tackles of the week, and I think it's time now for a word from our sponsor. It's a very familiar sponsor, but he has a new product that he has to uh, to share with us. So let's check that out. Mm. I wish this new product was a. Uh... Bob Bradley's black-on-black mock turtleneck. (laughs) Hey, guys. It's Bob Bradley here, head hype beast at LAFC. Do you have a soccer team that's struggling to accomplish its goals? Well, hire me, Bobby Bradley, and then fire me, and your team will achieve everything it ever dreamed to. It's a guarantee. It's the Bob Bradley sack and succeed system. And it's almost as good as the overlapping wingbacks. Let me tell you how it works. You hire me. I stand in the distance with my big bald head and I say things like, smash it into the upper 90. Then you get rid of me and then you succeed. It's a three-step process. It's super simple. Look, it worked out for Egypt. Did you see the scenes out there? They didn't qualify for the 2014 World Cup while I coached them, although we got pretty darn close. But now, they've qualified for the 2018 World Cup without me. And Swansea City, look at them. They look certain to be relegated while I coached them last season. But then they stayed up without me, and now they're flourishing like the beautiful swans that they are. That's the Bob Bradley Sack and Succeed system at work. If you would like to employ the Bob Bradley Sack and Succeed system, just call 1-800-FIRE-ME 
And when you hear the operator say, I'm sorry, this isn't a real phone number, you leave your club's name and I'll get back to you as soon as I get fired by LAFC. And if you call right now, you'll get a free Bob Bradley signature head blade, the only head shaver that's Bob Bradley approved, and Michael too for those keeping score at home. That's the Bob Bradley sack and succeed system. Hire me, fire me, and you can achieve anything. Ladies and gents, it's about time for your favorite segment of the show. A little segment I like to call True. The rules of this one are very simple. I'm going to read out some statements. Some of them are true, some of them are false. Brooks and Theo, you must identify which is which. Are you ready? True. See. All right, we've heard that uh, Mr. Gordon Strachan has his theories on why Scotland are terrible at football. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has his own theories for why Gabon didn't make the World Cup. He has blamed their lack of uh, presence at next summer's big jamboree on bad orange juice. Is that true or false? <laughs> bad orange juice? Mm-hmm. I've heard of bad chicken before, but I don't know if bad orange juice. Maybe it was pulped and he didn't want the pulp? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he was so upset about pulp. He just could not play well. I'm going to say true. Yeah, I'm going to say it's one of these partially true, and you're going to pull the rest out of your fucking fanny pack or whatever. I'm going to say that at the team buffet in the morning, he had the wrong type of orange juice. He wanted the no pulp. They pulped him. Resulted in a terrible game for the entire squad. Didn't achieve the, the points they needed. No World Cup. Boom. Okay, Brooksy. I say, I say false. He doesn't play for Spurs. He doesn't make excuses like this. Ooh. No bad lasagna, no no pulp in his orange juice. I say false. Okay, this one is actually true. Gabon oh. were out of the World Cup after losing uh, last weekend to Morocco 3-0. Aubameyang actually went on Twitter and he said, I'm sure you would have seen this, he said, Muti de l'équipe, le staff mal de vente, incroyable le jour du match. Non, c'est fort qu'il sacre juste orange chez Martin. And lots of emojis as well. Of course, you both, What's speak, that mean? you both speak good enough French to know that says half of the team and the staff had unbelievable stomach aches on the day of the game. And it was uh, what translates to sacred orange juice we had this morning. I think sacred <laughs> might mean something else in French. But basically, it was the orange juice they had in Morocco that they no, played. No, not the sacred orange juice. You're only <laughs> supposed to drink that juice. before the World Cup final, not in qualifying. <laughs> Someone poisoned the sacred orange juice. God damn it. Medi Benassia of Morocco has come back at him saying, no, our orange juice is just fine, son. You're just crap. So, uh, yeah, that was a true That was a Whoa. true excuse. I believe that more than <laughs> I believe genetic uh, disadvantages of the Scottish, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I think Gordon Strachan should have gone for the uh, poison sacred orange juice, too. That would have been more believable. <laughs> well, let's try and go for a hat trick of World Cup terrible excuses here. Uh, my next true are you. The Netherlands are blaming their lack of qualification for the tournament on the grass at the Amsterdam Arena where they play their home games. True or false? Uh, wow. So they, they say the, the grass in Amsterdam was bad. They don't like the grass in Amsterdam. Everybody likes the grass in Amsterdam, right? Yeah, I've heard different. Mm. Um, Bobo loves I'd it. I'd say false. You can't blame your own turf. You can't blame your own pitch. That's that's just the lowest of the low. It that's has even been worse done before. Than, it hasn't been done before, but that's even worse than sacred orange juice. Okay. I, I say false. No. Okay. Theo? I'm not sure. I feel a bit like the the gif of Zach Galifianakis on Twitter all the time with all the numbers going in his head. I, f- I feel like I'm I'm seeing the threads and I'm, I'm figuring things out. I saw <laughs> I saw a bad grass story relating to Kevin De Bruyne and, and the Belgian national team, and I'm wondering if Ryan's done a bit of 
a bit of uh, Gordon Strachan science class. He's put his white lab coat on. He's he's cutting up he's cutting up facts and headlines and he's mashing them together like Frankenstein. I'm gonna say false. He's he's been influenced by the Belgium story. Oh, you're both very perceptive, guys. This one is false. I just made it up. The real story for Netherlands not qualifying is that they're crap. All right, next one for you. Um, go, let's go to Germany for this one. Jupp Heinkiss. Uh, who's now back at Bayern Munich. Yep, I believe yep, it's his fourth yep. spell in charge of the club. Yep, yep. He went back. He did say he wasn't going to ever go back when he retired. Well, not when he retired. When he got boot- booted out for Pep Guardiola last time. He got pepped. He got pepped yeah. big time. And it's like he... Aubameyang got pulped, but he got pepped. Well, <laughs> Yup, who does look like a very angry leprechaun, um, has said that he went back to the Bayern job. I don't know why I mentioned that angry leprechaun thing. I'm just looking at a picture of him, and he really does. It's an angry Keebler elf. He went back to the buying job because his dog told him to. He went back there because his dog said he should do it. Is that true or false? <laughs> uh, again, I'm going to stick with false. He's not Harry Redknapp. He doesn't take career advice from his dog or accounting advice from his Maybe dog. Maybe his dog's called Harry Redknapp. <laughs> uh, we can only hope, but I think that's false too. I'm going to say true, uh, despite the slander that you were spewing in the, in the intro. Pep is his dog. Uh, Pep met with the Byron board uh, over a nice pasta dinner the other night. He said, bring back Yup. They were like, Yup, and now Yup is back. Well, so yeah, now that Pep doesn't want the job anymore, he says, sure, bring him back. Why not? Well, if you ask the question, is this one true? I would say, Yup, 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 it is. Uh, wow. Little quote here. He did. Um, he obviously spoke with Karl Heinz Rummenigge to get the job. Uh, and it, the quote that he said was, "I would not have returned to any other club in the world, but Bayern Munich is a love affair for me. My daughter and my wife advised me on the decision. Then my dog Kando barked twice, and the deal was sealed." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's major disrespect to his wife and his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Like, they say those, those yeah. guys advised me, but when the dog said it was okay, then I knew it was good. Yeah, they say, yeah, take the job. And he says, oh, I don't know. Dog, what do you think? Mm. That is low. That is dirty. I think he's just been watching the Anchorman movie. Baxter, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, that's a, that's that's oh, a story yep. there. Yup, Heinkiss, back in business at 72 years old because a wait, dog barked. Wait, wait, do you guys <laughs> think about this, though? Did you realize how, um, I don't know, I feel like Byron's been on the slip for a bit, and they kind of knew that... The eyebrow was out. I, I listened to your guys' last podcast. It was amazing. I Thank you for that. All my money to patreoncom tackle. <laughs> I'm a big I fan. I got the shirt. Uh, big listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> but no, did you guys realize like they definitely let Carlo go through the entire Oktoberfest thing, put on the lederhosen, drink the beers. But those snakes in the tents at Oktoberfest, dapping Carlo up like he's their manager, knowing full well they're just going to use these photos of the. Uh, majestic eyebrow in the Lederhosen and then fire him a couple weeks after. I think it's despicable. Maybe so. Yeah, I agree. They were using him for those sweet Lederhosen social media content pictures and then they gave him the boot. You're not Lil Byron. Stop using my mans. Your Pinkus yeah. looks terrifying in Lederhosen. I think that's why they probably did <laughs> he it. He does. Did you see the, the picture I tweeted of him and his Lederhosen? He looks like a, a natural. Years, years yeah, ago? with his Captain Morgan logo. Yeah. That's that means business. Uh, Yup and Lederhosen is not a man to be trifled with. Was yeah. Yup born in Lederhosen? Yup. <laughs> yup, he was. All right, couple more true eyes for you guys. Next one here. Harry Kane has trademarked the hurricane. Kind of spelt like Harry Kane, all one word. The hurricane. He has trademarked that. Is that true or false? Oh, I hope done. not. 
Can't be that dumb. False. I I really hope for, not. For, for a goal scorer who although looks like the long lost brother of uh, Prince William and the other prince, uh, <laughs> but but more posh and douchebaggy. You mean the great, prince? Yep, and has <laughs> great timing in front of net for all those tap-ins. I've got to think that his timing can't be this bad on this one. He's not naming himself the Hurricane. Okay, I, I've said he's not naming himself. False. He just hurricane, uh, just trademarked it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay. I've said false to everything so far, so I'm sticking with the trend. I I think this is false too. It has to be. <sighs> please, please, Ryan, please. Yeah, please don't don't do this. Harry Kane is one of our own. <laughs> <laughs> That was all your countrymen. Okay. Spurs fan. <laughs> very well, very well. Uh, well, uh, renowned Arsenal fan and Tottenham striker Harry Kane has been to the trademark <laughs> office, but he didn't trademark the Hurricane. He's trademarked HK Harry Kane. He's got a lovely little logo. It means you're going to be buying okay. Harry Kane smoke alarms, Harry Kane radon detectors, <laughs> Harry Kane lunch boxes. You're going to have Harry all the Harry Kane merchandise moose. soon. Yeah. Harry yeah. Kane welcome mats. Harry Kane nose, hair, <laughs> Removers. Harry Kane little spoons that are like nice and silvery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's depressing. Who wants? I mean, Harry Kane is the most boring. As we discussed last time, he's the most boring athlete on the planet. Who wants a Harry Kane branded anything? Prince William and Prince Harry, his brothers. Well, he, he might be boring, but when those Harry Kane tracksuits come out with that beautiful HK logo, <laughs> you're going to be clamoring for them. If people, little velour Harry Kane tracksuit. We live in a world where suit. people pay $180 for a shirt with someone's fake name on the back. They're going to buy Harry Kane shit as well. Don't the, worry The about fictional it. character of Alex Hunter is more interesting than Harry Kane. Yeah, Alex Hunter life. has had a story developed for him by teams of writers yeah you can make you can make Alex Hunter say some crazy things you can't make Harry Kane say crazy things that's true yeah you can't make Harry Kane sound like he's saying intelligent things either anyway let's move on to the final (laughs) one here Harry Kane he's one of our own (laughs) (laughs) he sounds like a Yup Kankis leprechaun that voice that's all he does (laughs) <laughs> all right final question true are you you're both doing well or badly i can't really tell i'm not keeping score this one's about andrea pirlo gazetta dello sport the lovely pink italian newspaper reports that he is going to be retiring from mls at the end of the season i thought he retired a couple of years ago maybe that's just me um Ooh, apparently uh, th- burn. Th- yeah little dick you little burn dick, little dick um, he's, he said in his quotes, you know, I'm going to do something else now. And that something else is that Andrea Pirlo is going to open his own golf course. Is that true or false? I'll say false. Okay. <laughs> you don't see many Italians playing golf, to be fair, do you? Uh, no, that's pretty that's big not there. not exactly true. Yeah, it's not super He true. definitely plays golf. Like, I've Does seen he? pictures of him playing golf. Um, okay. He'd look great in golf wear. Yeah, I think I'm going to say no, because in order to do, nah, I don't know. I'm confused. My brain's fried. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say false. I said false to every question so far, so I'll just carry out the trend, because when Pirlo uh, retires from football, he's going to move into the Alps and his compound in the Alps with his friend, the talking goat, Davide, and they will live out their days in their compound up there, saving skiers who, who get injured on the slopes. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Well, they have like one of those St. Bernard dogs, but it will have like red wine in its collar. That kind that's of what, deal. yeah, Davide wears that. That's what yeah. David does. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, well, that is. maybe is going to happen because uh, this story is false. I just sort of threw it together because I thought Pirlo likes sort of like slow walking, occasionally hitting a ball. So golf sounded pretty good. Fair enough, but it's wrong. 
<laughs> it is wrong. It is wrong. Fair and that concludes True Are You. The winner today was Justice. No, I think it was Brooks. It was probably yes, Brooks, actually. I win. I win. All false all the time will win you every title. That's the lesson today. Indeed. Indeed. Now you know how it feels to be the team playing Scotland. Let's move on. <laughs> oh. All right. This week's supporter shout-out goes to Sean Spencer. The aforementioned. The aforementioned. The man. Not Sean Spicer. Sean Spencer. Spencer. Spicy. Not Spicy. Spencer. Yeah, Sean, we have we have him to thank for uh, enlightening Ryan with his dirty tackle this week and infuriating him about Alex Hunter's uh, real, very real jersey on sale. So thank you, Sean. Thank you for your support and your good work, Spencey. You found something in modern football that pissed Ryan off. <laughs> yeah, you're it's, fine. It's very difficult. <laughs> you should be an archaeologist. <laughs> yeah, it's a diamond in the rough. That one. So thanks to Sean, and if you would like a shout out on the show. Go to patreon.com slash tackle and contribute. You can get a shout-out. You can get a fancy T-shirt like Theo's wearing right now. And there's some other great rewards, too, like the Extra Time Gang. Mm. It's the Life Ref. He refs your life up. So you better watch out. He's gonna officiate your life, life. You don't play by the rules, but you should. All right, what's our first life rest case? It's the VAR edition. All right, so first life rest case. Speaking of players possibly retiring, nearing the end of their career, but maybe not retiring, Andres Iniesta, he signed a contract for life with Barcelona. No end date. He's just going to go until he collapses. And, uh, yeah, what do we think about the concept of a contract for life? I think Nike's been doing it for a minute now um, since Adidas has been on the up and up. Like anybody that can play their sport at the top level, they're like, yo, we'll give you a Billy for life. You know, never leave us. Um, You do know that Nike and Adidas aren't teams, right? (laughs) Well, they are in a sense, you know. It's it's competitive out there in these business streets, Ryan. Yeah, this is a playing contract for life. These business streets. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it's kind of the same thing. I think Barcelona feels a little scorned with the entire Neymar situation. They lost one of their best athletes, and now they're like, you know, tie them all to the boat, you know, put the life vest on Iniesta <laughs> and never let him go. And I think it's, you know, it's a bit misguided. I don't think he can play until he's 80 years old, but uh, I see where they're coming from. Scorn love. Yeah. It hurts. I, I, for me, I think that Barcelona have found a really quick way to get rid of all the Neymar transfer money. You give someone a contract for life, Iniesta's going to be pulling a hundred grand a week until he's like ninety. That's not good value. He's going to stop playing in a few years. <laughs> Why give him a contract that pays out until he dies? I assume that's what the life contract means. So he could be yeah. collecting money forever. You could just say he's playing and just say he's hurt and not actually play. Yeah, but he could send in a lookalike. Well, as we all know, Iniesta is a vampire, so he does have eternal life. So he could, you know, play on forever and, and live forever. So this could, yeah, be, a, plus, this could be a very costly The singularity contract. is definitely coming in like 10 to 15 years. So <laughs> th- then he'll actually live forever. Maybe Barcelona's like at the, at the forefront there. Yeah. Maybe they got their cryogenic chambers cranking below the Camp Nou. I don't know. They might know something we don't. <laughs> I mean, if they're giving Iniesta a contract for life... Messi must be in line for like a contract for the afterlife and eternity and who knows what else. Yeah. So Iniesta playing forever. 
collecting play that on, cash. Play on, play on, Iniesta. Exactly. Play on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's our, our ruling there? Is everybody saying play on there? Yep. Play on, player. Good deal. His yeah. agent deserves a bonus for that one. He's going to be the biggest pimp in the old folks' home. Gold chains everywhere. <laughs> yeah, th- that's got to be a Mino move, right? The uh, the lifetime contract yeah. that had to be a Mino brainchild. If not, Mino is getting lifetime contracts for all of his employees going forward. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, he's going to be kicking himself. And then he'll break them the next summer. So well, of course, uh, Mino being from Italy, um, contracts on lives means something slightly different there. But hopefully, he won't do those kind of contracts. <laughs> God damn! Oh, Ryan. All right, hey, so. We talked about him before, but Andrea Pirlo, what do you think? Give him a contract for life, or should he call it a day and move on to his golf courses and wineries and compounds in the Alps? I and, think yeah, he, goats. I think he should just do whatever he wants. Yeah, if he wants to go up in the mountain with his talking goat, he should do that. If he wants to uh, you know, smash a, a bunch of grapes with his feet, he should do that. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm in favor of whatever he wants to do with his, with his after yeah. career. I mean, I, I think he's 38. What benefit is he getting from continuing to play right now? I mean, he's not, he's not getting the most plaudits at the moment. It's clear his best days are behind him. There's, no, there's absolutely no shame in Andrea Pirlo hanging up his boots at 38 and now seems like the right time, so why not? Yeah, it seems there isn't much appreciation for Pirlo in MLS. Um, I think right. his, his style of play just doesn't really work there. So there's really no reason to continue there. I mean, maybe he could go back to Italy or something and find a club where he might fit in better, but yeah, I think it might be uh, a red card on the Pirlo career here. Yeah, I'm fine with that decision. I'm pretty new in the podcasting game in relation to Pirlo's. In You're the in the podcasting game. World Cup. You're not that new. No, I know, I know, but I'm young. I'm young. He's the Pulisic of the uh, podcasting World Cup. <laughs> and like, and like, I'm already tired. So if you know, I've been doing this as long as Pirlo's been doing that. Fuck it. Let's, let's hang out. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, so with those two careers settled, our last life refing case is a bit different. As we saw, Bruce Arena had a very interesting uh, outfit for the USA Panama match. Black uh, on black. Oh, black on black. He's going for like the uh, the casual Simeone look. All black. He's going for like the murdered out pit boss at a Atlantic City casino. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Arena, the Tropicana pit boss. He had his black T-shirt with his black suit, and he looked like a third-rate magician slash pit boss. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had his uh, his droid on one of those massive waist belt clips as well. <laughs> So what do we think about Bruce's fashion statement for the uh, for the U.S. match there? Oh, boy. I just tried to Google to get a picture of what this looked like. And the first thing that comes up is, is it just me or does Bruce Arena look like the alien farmer from the Men in Black movie? <laughs> <laughs> sugar water. Sugar water. <laughs> wow. So burned. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but Bob Bradley made a cameo on the, uh, on the bench. For Did this he really? Game. Yeah, he was, uh, I guess, a guest assistant coach while LAFC gets up and going. Wow. Um, he was not wearing the all black. He was classic hype beast Bob, straight tracksuit, all niked <laughs> out, had, had, had the Virgil off-white kicks written on them. Because Bob had been wearing the all black with the LAFC promotional appearances. The black and gold. Yeah, you know, you got you to gotta switch up your swag when you go from club to national <laughs> team. Uh, you know, you got to pay respect to, to who you're riding with on that day and... uh I'm just really thankful for the opportunity. But I got to say red card here because Bruce Arena swiping Simeone's style. I'm not down with that. I don't like that. 
Get your own luck, Bruce. I, I don't feel like Simeone is remotely threatened by a <laughs> middle-aged man in a, in a blazer and a black t-shirt, to be honest. Yeah, he's like Simeone, but the American version with a huge beer belly that like spills ruffles. <laughs> That's on why it doesn't work. That's why the all-black only works if you're like very svelte and hey. very like streamlined. For but, no, uh, it worked. It, yeah, it works th- results-wise. Simeone probably looks at him and Bob Bradley in his black turtlenecks and like, who, who are these Steve Jobs motherfuckers <laughs> over here? What are they doing? Hey, who you Steve Jobs? Maybe with the inventiveness I brought to the game of football in Egypt, they just made the oh, World Cup. We're getting lots of Bob today. I love it. Is is Pete, did Bob bring his, his uh, neighbor Pete around too? If you think Pete is remotely smart enough to coach at the international <laughs> level... <laughs> In anything besides pasta vajol making, you're rem- <laughs> you are seriously mistaken, Brooks. Could well could Pete be the U.S. team's chef? Make them some pasta vajol before the match. I don't think you're paying enough respect to what these fine-tuned athletes need to put in their body, Brooks. <laughs> it's not all a holiday around the Christmas time, you know. <laughs> it's not Christmas time. It's a, it's a four-year cycle. <laughs> What does that even mean? What is going on? <laughs> What's happening? I know a lot about winning and, and having teams win after I leave. <laughs> so listen to me. That's true. <laughs> oh, all right. On that note, on 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 uh, Bob Bradley derailing this whole show, that's the end of regular time. Join us for extra time. So we'll talk about Leo Messi's theme park, the list of Ballon d'Or nominees, and U.S. players getting carried through some puddles. Yes, they're getting carried through puddles. So hit us up on patreon.com slash dirty tackle and support the show to get access to that. Thanks to producer Bobo Martino for being our eternal flame of brilliance. And on social media, you can find us at dirty tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All the platforms. All of them. Well, almost all of them. There's still some. MySpace. No MySpace, no Snapchat. Just PlayStation 4 Messenger. Just the big three. Well, my Twitter handle is at BrooksDT. Ryan, what is yours? Uh, it's at Scottish Genetics. I mainly <laughs> talk about how uh, Scotland players aren't big enough to play on the world stage. <laughs> so you're the one that's actually breeding the giant men and women of Scotland to uh... try and produce a new team? <laughs> you're like the I Ted wish. Westervelt of Gordon Strachan's <laughs> Scottish football conspiracy. <laughs> if there are any massive Scottish people out there who'd like to breed with me, at me. <laughs> Ooh, you'll, spicy! You'll put your you'll put your posture backpack back on and get yeah. to work. Strap in, baby! Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're making football history. <laughs> All right, Theo, what is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at Theo Messi DT. Holler. Yeah, let's let's get some uh, let's get some more tweets from Theo Messi. I haven't had, had enough yet. Yeah, I got to tweet more. That's true. Yeah, get on yeah. that. All right. Point taken. Do more of everything in general. Exactly. Interesting advice. Not not some not something you hear often. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you on extra time or next time. But either way, we'll see you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Get in on this extra time goodness. Pay your five dollars. Night night.